This is Dr. Carissa Hines of Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa. Information without understanding is not very helpful. Talk with a doctor and feel like you're talking to a friend. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. You are listening live to Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa. I am your host, Dr. Carissa. I hope you all are having a wonderful, wonderful Thursday. Sorry to be a little bit late uh, getting to you all this morning. I had some technical difficulties. I had some technical difficulties. And so here we are. Alrighty, so as we usually do, we start with our shout outs, but I'm going to cut it a little short today because I want to make sure that we have time for our guest. Um, Okay, shout out to my number one fan. Hey mom, how are you doing today? Hope you're having a great morning. And shout out to all of my listeners, wherever you listen from, whether you are listening live from uh, WWE Real 1100 AM. Um, Or if you are watching us on our Facebook stream, we are streaming live now. Hello to my Facebook family. And whatever city you are listening from, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for listening in every week as you do. I am deeply appreciative of that. And so if you tell me where you are listening from, I will shout out your city next week. So let's get into it. You, you need to know. So again, you know, we started this segment, um, which replaced our COVID update because we used to give like a picture of what was going on with COVID and all of that. Um, but we're not doing that anymore. We've moved on to other information that we want to share with you all in a segment called You Need to Know. And it's just a few little segments, a few little tidbits of information, if you will, um, that'll get you through the week. So you'll be somewhat updated. All righty. So again, flu season is upon us. We talked about flu season last week uh, and your flu shots are available. I got mine. Please get yours. Um, And now that we are going maskless in most scenarios, right? So we are, um, you know, maskless in most places. There are no mask mandates per se. Um, You know, we may see an uptick in flu cases compared to um, 2020 and 2021. So, you know, we want to make sure that you definitely um, get that going. Uh, And so, you know, again, in previous years, we have not had um, as much flu because we've been wearing masks and staying indoors and staying away from people. Um, And, you know, if we're sick, we're staying home ourselves. And so, you know, we have not seen um, the spread that we usually would see. 
In other news, the Biden administration is laying out an ambitious plan to end hunger by the year 2030. The plan seeks to increase healthy eating and physical activity choices so that fewer people are affected by diabetes, obesity, hypertension, and other diseases affected by diet. It also seeks to expand Medicaid and Medicare access to obesity counseling and nutrition counseling. And I think that that is is a great thing because of course, if you have seen um, if you've been in the grocery store recently, you see how how much more expensive it is um, to eat healthy food, to make healthy choices, particularly when your personal spending plan or budget um, is, you know, is, is strained because, you know, the price of gas went up and, you know, all of these things happened. Inflation is happening. And so, you know, we we have we have those um, those issues playing up that, you know, choosing that salad which costs, you know, I don't know how much salad costs right now, but choosing to do the things to make a salad versus something that comes out of a can that is quick, easy, and you at least will get full, you know, those are are some economic choices um, that are driving that as well. So I am happy to see um, that the Biden administration is, is trying to take steps to help all of us to eat healthier and live healthier lives. I think that's great. October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and like most diseases, early detection is key to improved outcomes. So, you know, with breast cancer, with early detection, the um, the rate of uh, success rate, if you will, or remission rate, um, approaches, you know, in the 90s, which is excellent with early detection. Um, because, of course, the smaller the problem is, the easier it is to handle, correct? So... You can visit freemammograms.org. That's free, F-R-E-E, mammograms, M-A-M-M-O-G-R-A-M-S.org for a nationwide directory of free mammography services in your local area. And I will post that link um, shortly in our on our Facebook page because mammography is the is the detection right of course coupled with your self breast exams i also will put a video that i did either last year or the year before on how to do your self breast exam because some of you are doing it wrong and some of you are not doing it at all and so you we definitely need to to check our own tatas every month and not just in october so every month that you have breasts you need to check them out there we go other health awareness initiatives for October. So October is Health Literacy Month, Spina Bifida Awareness Month, Mental Illness Awareness Week, October 3rd through 9th. So that's going on now. Our World Psoriasis Day, which is a skin condition, and that day is October 29th. Our Domestic Violence Awareness Month, Eye Injury Prevention Month, National Bullying Prevention Month, so that's aimed at protecting our children uh, from bullying, National Dental Hygiene Month, National Down Syndrome Awareness Month, National Physical Therapy Month. Shout out to all of our PTs that are listening. Y'all are just wonderful. And I, I say that as someone who has used physical therapy quite a bit uh, myself. So we couldn't do we couldn't do anything without y'all. 
Uh, it is also Sudden Infant Death Syndrome or SIDS Awareness Month. Uh, National Primary Care Week was October 1st through the 5th. Uh, National Depression Screening Day is October 11th. And so, you know, I will post some resources on all of these days as well. But, you know, for that, so that way you can self-identify if maybe you are having depression and not really knowing what it is. Like, you know, maybe you just feel kind of like you're in a funk, but maybe it's more than that. Uh, and so then, you know, you'll have some resources with that. Uh, it is National Latino AIDS Awareness Day, which is October 15th. Uh, here in Atlanta, we had our AIDS walk and I was happy to participate um, in that and raise money for that. We did that last weekend or maybe the weekend before. September 24th is when it when that was uh, and I'm also happy to say that I will be walking with Planned Parenthood in the Pride Parade this Sunday October 9th. Uh, International Stuttering Awareness Day is October 22nd and I, I did not even know that this was the day but I will tell you um, when I was a small child I stuttered and uh, just mildly so my mom says but but still, and even now, um, on occasion, uh, it will come out. If I am overly tired or overly stimulated, um, I will lose control of myself and that will come out. And so I think that it's really, really funny that I picked a career where I have to talk a lot. And now I've picked a hobby, this radio show, where I have to talk even more um, as, as a former stutterer. And then lastly, but most certainly not least, it is World Psoriasis Day on October 29th. You are now up to date for this week. This is news you needed to know. I am Dr. Carissa. You are listening live to Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa, and we will be right back after a brief break. Just for Pets Wellness Center reminds old-fashioned health listeners and pet owners to never leave pets unattended inside a parked vehicle, not even for a quick errand. Temperatures can rise to dangerous levels fast. Visit our website for more information at www.just4petsfl.vet or give us a call at 239-270-5721. Hey folks, just a quick reminder that no matter the time of the day and no matter what day of the week, East Coast, West Coast, all points in between, we are always on. So go to your app store and download the Real 1100 app and listen wherever and whenever. The Real, Real, Real. Till you clean up 
Welcome back. If you are just tuning in, you are listening live to your favorite award-winning health and wellness radio show, Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa, and I am your host, Dr. Carissa. Today, we are going to talk about intermittent fasting, and I have to really slowly say that, otherwise I will mess that word up because there are a lot of lot of uh, syllables happening there. So, you know, um, and we'll have our guest on in just a second. Cool. Many of us are on the quote unquote, quote unquote, diet struggle, right? Um, where, you know, we're not as slimmer as as slim as we used to be. Perhaps we're a little a little uh, full around around the rim there. You know, I'm, I'm being nice and talking about myself. Um, you know, I, I'm a little fluffier than I was as a younger woman, for sure. Uh, and, you know, over the years, you know, different diets and such have come out. Um, and there are so many options out there. Right. Some of them are legit. Some of them are not so much, right? Um, because, you know, losing weight in, in the diet industry, you know, that is a, a million, perhaps even billion dollar um, industry of telling you how to do this and lose weight quickly. You know, that kind of thing. Because we are an instamatic society nowadays that we want things done yesterday. We want things done very, very quickly, even though in in reality when we talk about how we gained the weight we didn't gain it very quickly it just all of a sudden popped up you know you didn't just wake up the next day and and you are overweight right and so you know with all of these options that are out there some good some not so good some complete trash um, it's hard to know what tools will get you the the successful results that you want enter intermittent fasting So many diets focus on what to eat or rather what not to eat. Intermittent fasting focuses on when to eat. And so, you know, we will have um, our expert will be on the line in just a minute to tell us all about that. So the question is, you know, why do we have these challenges with weight maintenance to begin with? Right. So, you know, according to scientists at Johns Hopkins University, When we look back over time and they picked 50 years ago, it was easier for us to maintain a healthier weight. Why is that? Several factors. So, you know, there were no computers or smartphones or any of that kind of stuff. And, you know, most of us did not have sedentary jobs, right? Where we're on the computer. So if you're working from home, for example, you may spend a good eight, nine hours just sitting at your desk or even longer, depending on what you do. Sitting at your desk and then you have to get into all of the other things um, that come into our busy and sometimes over busy schedules, right? Um, 50 years ago, TV turned off at 11 o'clock at night. And I am old enough, or young enough, I should say, to remember when TV actually went off, right? So you would have the national anthem and the blue angel fly over and then you would get a test pattern. That was it for TV for the night until the morning shows came came on, you know, in the in the early hours of the morning. And so people stopped eating because they went to bed. Right. Whereas now, you know, we have TV 24 seven and you can stream it and do all of these wonderful, wonderful things. And a lot of us snack while we're watching TV. So we are constantly eating 
Um, back 50 years ago, portions were smaller, right? Because I know when you go to a restaurant now, um, you know, I usually have to, to split my plate in half because it's so much food that I know just even looking at it that I can't eat it all. Right. So I end up with with leftovers, which in some cases is a good thing and in some cases not so great. But anyway, and then, of course, you know, as I said earlier, people were less sedentary. We got outside more. And so, you know, whatever we ate, we were putting in a little exercise against those calories. And so, you know, it was easier to maintain the weight, but perhaps not so easy to lose weight if you were if you were overweight. So. Our expert today is an expert at intermittent fasting, and let me introduce you to her, and then I will bring her on the air. We have Dr. Safia Shabazz. She is a fellow of the American Academy of Family Physicians and owner of Fountain Medical Associates, a hybrid direct primary care practice specializing in the care of the whole person from childhood through adulthood. She holds a bachelor degree in chemical engineering and a medical doctorate from the University of Pennsylvania. She completed an internship at Morehouse Family Medicine here in Atlanta before returning to Philadelphia to complete her residency training at the Penn Family Medicine Program, where she also served on the clinical faculty. Dr. Shabazz currently serves as president of the Medical Society of Eastern Pennsylvania, the Greater Philadelphia Affiliate of the National Medical Association, the nation's oldest and largest association of black physicians. She has been a featured speaker on local and national programs explaining the link between physical, mental, and spiritual health. Her advice for health and long life is based on, quote unquote, eating to live and establishing healthy habits, lasting habits, that reduce the risk of death and disease. She is a physician, entrepreneur, mother, wife, sister, and teacher who resides in the great city of Brotherly Love, Philadelphia, PA. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Dr. Sophia Shabazz to the show. Dr. Shabazz, hello. Hello, Dr. Carissa. Thank you so much hello, for having hello. me. Thank you so much for taking time to share your wealth of knowledge with us. So let's get right into it. So first of all, what is intermittent fasting? So intermittent fasting is a pattern of eating, as you so adeptly described, where you eat fast and then eat. I think it's a more natural way of how we used to live when we may have been working and in the fields and farms, et cetera, throughout the day. And then mealtime was mealtime, where now our social structure is such that, as you said, we're constantly eating. Mm -hmm. So um, there are many different variations of intermittent fasting, nearly all of which have been shown to have um, health benefits. The most popular is probably where you have a, a feeding window of as much as eight hours, where you eat for eight hours and then fast for uh, 16 hours. Hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I my upbringing actually is in the Nation of Islam, and we, you know, I was raised on 
a teaching that we should only eat one meal a day, no more than one meal a day. Ours is a bit more restrictive, like I, wow. ideally eating in a two-hour time range and fasting for 22 hours. Um, wow. But there's been a lot of benefits shown in the, in the scientific research for a feeding window as large as eight hours. So how does how does that work? Like how does intermittent fasting work to I won't say trick our bodies, but rather train our bodies, right, to use fuel more efficiently, the fuel that we the food that we put in as fuel. How do how exactly does that work? Well, you know, there's a number of things that go on in the body when we fast, and I noticed that in your introduction, a lot of people's interest in it probably is for weight loss, mm-hmm. but that really is. I like to shift the focus away from that because it might not be the best weight loss plan for everyone, but it is the closest thing to the fountain of youth that we have in a tree. Okay. And so, so how, how is that different from other eating plans or diets? I, I hate that word diet. Other eating plans. Right. Well, when you, when you go long periods without um, taking in glucose, your body will shift its um, energy source from uh-huh. the glucose that we're typically eating all day to uh, it can generate uh, an energy source in the liver, but then it can also access the fat that it, it stored on our behinds <laughs> for later <laughs> if we go long enough without eating. That's what it's there for. You know, your brain requires a constant source of energy. And so we have very well-tuned systems to save um, an energy source that the brain can use. You know, in this case, it's triglycerides. And when you start fasting, your body can go and convert that triglycerides to uh, ketones that the brain can use for energy. Um, And that is that is what it is there for to use in case of emergency, but we never have that emergency. Right. <laughs> so we never burn it. Right. Uh, we just keep storing more and more of it. But a lot of cellular processes are kicked in when we fast. Your body will start taking out the trash. It'll start cleaning up any cells that aren't really carrying their weight. It'll get rid of them. A lot of housekeeping happens when um, your body is in this fasting state. And it might take a good 10 to 14 hours before your body starts to fully kick in with this process. But there are so many things that are happening that are life-preserving, health-preserving, anti-inflammatory, and other brain benefits even Hmm. when we fast. Interesting. So now, how do I find the right intermittent fasting plan for me, right? So, you know, because mm-hmm. I've, I've seen this and, you know, I've seen, you know, like you mentioned, where you eat for an eight hour within an eight hour window, but the other 16 hours of the day, you're not eating. And so now mm-hmm. if you are asleep for six to eight hours so that's eight hours taken care of that's great right but then those Mm -hmm. other eight hours that you are awake and maybe doing something you know how do you find like I've seen people who do you know they eat for six hours and then not you know for the other um you know for the other 18 and that just seems like when I look at that I'm very intimidated by that myself because you know I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm well for me I'm diabetic and so you know I look at like oof 
can I really do that safely? Um, and so, you know, how do you find the right balance for yourself? Well, obviously, it does depend on your individual situation. People should mm-hmm. consult with their healthcare professional, and Most unfortunately, not every healthcare professional is familiar with the health benefits of fasting. So, you do have to take that into consideration. But as you mentioned, if a typical person is sleeping six to eight hours, most people could delay when they're starting their calorie intake. So 11 in the morning to 7 in the evening, that still is eating a good part of the day. A portion of the day. To do sure. it. Right. Um, but then the adjustment in behavior would be to not take in calories um, from a, a couple hours before bed and including the sleep time and then delaying until a couple of hours after you eat. That's something that most people probably could incorporate. Now, some right. people would rather just fast two complete days during the week. That's another method that has been associated with health benefits where hmm. you eat as normal for five days and you fast for two days out of the week. Um, and there are benefits associated with that. There are so many varieties. Some people might fast for three days straight once a month. But whatever you do, an individual would have to work with their healthcare professional, take a look at their schedule, their lifestyle, their medications, and there may be some degree of trial and error to find the right balance for them. Nowadays, we have helpful apps that people can use that a, a few years ago weren't available. There's, I did a quick search, and there were six different apps to help people with uh, following an intermittent fasting lifestyle. Some of them are free. Some of them are paid. None of them are paying me, so you can search <laughs> on your own <laughs> for that. So that means we are not giving any names out unless they want to pay us. I like that. Yes, exactly. I'm with that. Yes, definitely. But whatever, whatever um people find useful there again there may be some degree of trial and error what works for me may not work for the next person if you if you have diabetes for instance and you are taking medications that increase your body's output of insulin or you know Mm -hmm. you are giving yourself insulin then Mm -hmm. you would need to make adjustments right in that but but there are many forms of diabetes treatment that can safely be done um, with the use of an intermittent fasting eating pattern. And that is one of the benefits of IF. It improves insulin resistance mm. and can actually improve or, for some people, reverse prediabetes or diabetes. So it's definitely nice. something to evaluate, not consider you know a no-go if you have that condition, but you do have to do so um, under the direction of a healthcare professional. And so I guess it would be safe to assume, Dr. Shabazz, that you wouldn't just dive into the most restricted intermittent fasting interval right at the jump. I imagine that I you kind of I wouldn't recommend that for the layperson. Very good. Yeah, so I just wanted for to, mo- to put that out there for, I mean, I, for most folks. <laughs> like, don't just decide tomorrow that you're not going to eat for 16 hours and then eat for eight. 
you know, just kind of ease your way into it. And, and again, there right. are apps and, and such things. And I will I'll do that research, even though they're not paying me either. But maybe they will. <laughs> Hello, um, intermittent fasting app people, um, you know, and just put those resources I mean, I, I out there for you. you if you're OK with it. I Go mean, right ahead. Go right ahead. So a couple um, there's one called Fastic. There's one called Vora. I think those are free. I'm sure all of them have some kind of upsell. There's um, Simple, Sunrise Fasting, Zero, Body Fast. These are some that I just searched and, and found them. I, I don't, I, ne- I never use them myself. Right. But even back in um, December 2019, a review article was published in the New England Journal of Medicine, and they proposed a way of incorporating intermittent fasting patterns into healthcare practice and lifestyles. And what they propose is for the first month for people to have a 10-hour feeding period five days a week or um, take two days where, take one day where they only take in 1,000 calories for the whole day. Um, then the next month uh, to shrink that down to an eight-hour feeding period five days out of the week or 1,000 calories two days out of the week. Um, and then just progressively um, working their way. They put a goal by month four of working your way down to a six-hour feeding period hmm. seven days a week. Oh, wow. Um, so that was that was one of the proposed schedules or sample prescriptions that was included in this uh, December 2019 review article on the effects of intermittent fasting on health and aging, which... Um, you know, people could access. I think at the time it, it it was, I had to pay to download it, but I think it was um, in Forbes magazine actually where they kind of did a summary of the uh, scientific literature in a more readable form for most people. Cool. Very good. And so now I, I know that, you know, we talked about and that was very good advice to talk with your individual provider about if intermittent fasting is right for you. But are there some conditions that absolutely should not do intermittent fasting? Because I'm assuming well, that this is not necessarily safe for everybody under every every set of conditions. I would hope that we all sleep, but we all fast. Right. Right. <laughs> That's Right. How how restrictive of a fast is safe? Okay. So, you know, I would say those are some of the main things. If someone is pregnant or nursing or growing, then, you know, it, it, it probably is not the best thing for them. But we're all fasting every day to some extent if we're having the healthy practice of sleeping, right. which is something else that, you know, we that plays should do and not sure. enough of us do. <laughs> Not enough, enough of us do that. it well. This is very true. Right. Very exactly. true. So now. Um, and, oh. you know, and, and of course, medications like insulin, where yeah. you might be at risk of your blood sugar going low. Right. But diabetes itself is a condition where your blood sugar is elevated. That's part of the definition is your blood sugar being high. Yes. And what makes it low are the medications that we give to try to correct that. So that's where you have to include that. Uh, monitoring and, and balance. Got it. And so besides weight loss, because you touched on that in the beginning, um, besides the weight loss, what are the benefits of intermittent fasting? 
again, I don't consider weight loss to be the primary benefit. The okay. primary benefit, from my point of view, is living longer. Mm-hmm. Actually, extend your lifespan. It's been studied in, I think, pretty much every animal species. Caloric restriction or intermittent fasting has been demonstrated to prolong the life in any of these life forms. In fact, if we have time, I could tell you about the life cycle of a butterfly where there's four generations every year of butterflies and the average lifespan of a a monarch butterfly, that is, is about two to six weeks. But the fourth generation that has to make that migration to Mexico to overwinter, they have a lifespan of about nine months. And how they do it is because as the uh, weather gets cooler and there are less food sources available, then their little butterfly bodies turn on those survival genes and they're able to extend their lifespan, you know, multiple fold um, in order to make that trip. So um, that is the main benefit. It's been associated with reductions in Alzheimer's uh, neurogenesis, which is the um, production of new brain cells. It's, it's not true that you don't make new brain cells after you're six years old. You can generate new brain cells um, through a process of neurogenesis, even beyond that. Um, decrease um, risk of neurodegenerative conditions like Alzheimer's or Parkinson's, uh, anti-inflammatory effects, for autoimmune conditions such as rheumatoid arthritis or lupus. There's been so many health benefits associated with this pattern of eating that I personally try to de-emphasize the weight loss benefit and really highlight, you know, my central function, which is to help people live a longer and healthier life. I like that because I think that, you know, when you focus on the weight loss part of it, there becomes a pressure placed on it and and that leads, leads me to my next question because with most with most attempts at weight loss it is not necessarily getting started although that is the hard part but then the main mm-hmm. the maintenance of these habits right because right. that is what leads to the the hamster wheel of weight loss if if you will that you know you start something you're successful for a while you fall off the wagon maybe you gain weight back and then you start something else you know just over and over again so now, are there any any tips that you would, would recommend for maintaining the habit of intermittent fasting? Like once we get started, because, you know, everybody's going to slip right. and the next thing you know, you're going to have a candy bar or something like that. Um, <laughs> I think planning is helpful. You know, okay. that's always going to be key when you are planning in, in, planning in advance what your meals are going to be so that you can have uh, nutritious foods that you're including. Mm-hmm during that um, decreased window when you're going to be eating. Um, hydrating, making sure many times we think we're hungry when we're actually thirsty. Yeah. So making sure that we're taking in adequate fluids. Again, most of us are not getting adequate sleep. So sleep, stress management. How many of us are eating because we're stressed? And we need other ways of relieving stress or managing stress. Stressful things are going to happen. That's not going to stop. But we need ways of managing that stress that are not so harmful to our health. So these are some of the tools that we can use. But, you know, I think when we 
really look at the, the clock and when we're including that sleep window, I think if you took gradual steps and just delay when you start consuming calories for the day and shut it off at a certain time, it, it shouldn't be too, too difficult if we are um, having other things in place that help us to manage those rough patches like stressful times or, mm-hmm. you know, if we're uh, sleepy or tired or mm-hmm. um, distracted, etc. And now there are things that you can have during your fasting period. So, you know, just to put that out there, and, and I'd like for you to expand on that a little bit, um, you know, that when you are fasting, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're not having anything. Am I correct? Um, well, I'm not sure what you mean by that, but I would say if it has calories in it, you're not fasting. I mean, if, if but, you I mean, think you about it, like your water body's not, or, you know, that you can you drink can water or, mm-hmm. yes. you know, that kind of thing. I've, I've seen black coffee. Right, um, right, right. So we get, we, we have to be careful when we're, um, some people think that because you took your calories and blended it up into a liquid that it's fasting on a cellular level that, right. you know, like a, a smoothie or something like that. But right. yes, water, um, unsweetened coffee or tea. I'm not a big fan of um, artificial sweeteners, but they theoretically should not um, take your body out of this uh, state where it, um, you know, kind of does the metabolic switching to, to access the triglycerides basically access the fat to start using that as energy it shouldn't interfere with that process but um there's some you know nuances there where if you could train your body to not require so much sweetness it's great and and on the subject of weight loss specifically that has been a very effective tool i'm not a huge fan of um what do they call those uh the ketone diets or, oh the um, yeah the yeah yeah the the ketosis I, diet yeah right well the ketosis is not a problem it's just the um when people are consuming unhealthy amounts of mead and fats mm-hmm. and things of that nature i i tend sure. to be more on the uh, mediterranean diet type of um, approach where most of your um meals being lean protein and non-starchy vegetables but if you took yourself off of the drug of sugar for a couple of weeks, most of us would lose weight. Now, we might feel like, um, you know, I always tell people, do, do you remember the movie Ray when he decided he was getting off of heroin cold turkey? Yes. And he was shaking in the corner. We might feel that way when we <laughs> put ourselves on a sugar restriction because we're all addicted. Our brains need it. So we uh, have that level of attachment and need for sugar but if you take out all the cookies, cakes, pies, pasta, bread, um, candy bars, even for a brief window of time, the sugar from fruit and juice, and take that out of your diet for a week or two, you'll feel terrible for maybe 48 hours. You, you almost certainly will start losing weight. But then when you start to reincorporate healthy sugars like fruits and uh, limited amounts of whole grains, then you will find your brain has kind of been retrained and you don't require so much sugar.
I may have to try to enjoy your yes, enjoy your coffee without dumping in, (laughs) you know, eight sugar packets. Right. I I may try that, but I'm going to put out a warning for those who I may be around because I I know that I (laughs) I know I will get extra crunchy during those first couple days, and that that will not be not be fun. Now, now, what about exercise and intermittent fasting? So, because I know you know if you are reducing your your caloric intake and training your body to use alternative fuel sources Mm -hmm. then outside of the the health benefits of exercise in and of itself when we're talking about the caloric burn how does that incorporate or does that incorporate or should it incorporate into an intermittent fasting plan Well, for some people, that might be too difficult to exercise during their fasting period. But if you do exercise during a fasting period, it it likely shortens the uh, duration of time that needs to pass before your body shifts into this, you know, before your body does this metabolic shift Mm -hmm. and start to um, deplete those glycogen stores and, and burn the fat. So. It could be helpful to exercise while fasting or if people aren't sure they're going to be able to do it to maybe exercise as they're getting to the end of their fasting period or for some it might be better to do it at the beginning of their fasting period. People really have to start with a moderate plan and make adjustments. You know, we talk in family medicine, I, I remember learning about this PDSA, plan, do, study, act. So you don't have to get it right the first time, but you do have to be committed to continuous improvement. I like that. Plan, do, study, and act. Dr. Sophia Shabazz, thank you so very, very much for joining us today. This has been a a very enlightening for me personally, and I hope my listeners feel the same, an enlightening conversation about how we can use a simple tool to live longer, better, and healthier lives. Thank you so much for joining us. Anytime you want to come back, please let me know. You have my number. Please let me know. We will be happy to welcome you back. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Sophia Shabazz, thank you so much. Thank you. We'll be right back after a brief break. You are listening to Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa. Are your pet's vaccinations up to date? Just for Pets Wellness Center can help keep your pets protected from fleas, ticks, heartworms, and other nasty bugs with the latest parasite detection and prevention programs available. We offer parasite screening and prevention to the most advanced topical and chewable medications. Using our online pharmacy is affordable, safe, convenient, and provides home delivery. Visit our website for more information at www.justthenumber4petsfl.vet or give us a call at 239-270-5721. Wash your hands, avoid sick people, and touching your face. This station and the Beasley Best Community of Caring want to protect your family. Get everyday prevention tips at cdc.gov slash COVID-19. Winter Chick-fil-A and ordered fries. <laughs> yeah. You already know what kind of size. Let me get that large though. <laughs> it will be my pleasure. They look me in the eye. <laughs> 
when I bite into it, I'm a I am completely over here giggling. If you are, are watching on on uh, on Facebook, you see me completely giggling because I'm listening to this song. And at first, I thought it was a commercial for Chick Fil A, but I'm like, this is a real song that someone is professing their love uh, to music for Chick Fil A, particularly the fries, which are good. But you know what? That's not. I'm not even going to introduce that because we just finished talking about intermittent fasting and and such, and then. And then here we are talking about Chick-fil-A fries, which probably are not a part of, of a good fasting program. But anyway, it is what it is. So, yes, that was very, very interesting and insightful. Um, and I may try it. I'm going to get my nerve up up to try to try intermittent fasting and such. But anyway, so ending our show today with our vitamin C And our vitamin C today is about the power of rest. And so when I was doing the research on intermittent fasting, um, you know, this thing called this concept of rest kept coming to my mind, right? Because basically what you are doing when you are intermittent fasting, when you're in your fasting period, you are resting from eating, right? And you are letting other processes take over and take place and letting those things happen so incredible things can happen during periods of rest and I know that sounds kind of counterintuitive right because we think that things happen during activity during action but things are actually happening during rest as well so rest is a very very powerful thing so I'm going to leave you today with words from the incomparable Dr. Maya Angelou. Every person needs to take one day away, a day in which one consciously separates the past from the future. Jobs, family, employers, and friends can exist one day without any one of us. And if our egos permit us to confess, they could exist eternally in our absence. Each person deserves a day away in which no problems are confronted, no solutions searched for. Each of us needs to withdraw from the cares which will not withdraw from us. I can't say it any better, but of course, this is Maya Angelou. Who could say it better than she would have, right? All righty. Thank you so much for joining me every Thursday, as you always do, for your favorite award-winning health and wellness radio show, Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa. I have been and am your host, and I thank you so much for joining me. And so until we meet again, hopefully next Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, be good to yourself, be good to each other. Take care. This is Dr. Carissa. Thanks for joining me this week on Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa. Join me next week for more comfortable yet in-depth conversation. Have a great week.